to Emmaus Footnotes. Thank you for joining us each day this week for our Holy Week Reflection Series, Approaching Freedom. Today, Kathy Gildone shares her thoughts on the seven woes. This brief sharing is based on Matthew chapter 23. In the interest of time, please read this passage before or after listening to the podcast. It's Wednesday, and Jesus is teaching at the temple in Jerusalem. This is Passover week, and Jerusalem is crowded with people who have come a long way to celebrate the holiday. In Matthew chapter 20, as Jesus was approaching Jerusalem, he had told his disciples that he would be betrayed to the leading priests and the teachers of religious law, and that they will sentence him to die. Some of the religious elite, the scribes and Pharisees, have been listening to Jesus teach and watching him perform miracles for the past three years. The Pharisees have become increasingly angry and offended by Jesus, and have tried many times to trap him into saying something for which he could be arrested. Jesus has defeated their every attempt. But Jesus knows the timeline. He will face that betrayal in two days. So it is now, just days before his crucifixion, that Jesus chooses to expose the hypocrisy of the religious elite. Matthew chapter 23 is commonly referred to as the seven woes. Before pronouncing the woes, Jesus recognizes the scribes and Pharisees as the official interpreters of the law of Moses. But he gives a stern warning in verses 3 to 5 when he says, Practice and obey whatever they tell you, but don't follow their example. For they don't practice what they teach. They crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the burden. Everything they do is for show. The word Pharisee comes from the Hebrew parush, which means one who is separated. The Pharisees were considered the most expert in interpreting the law. In Jewish tradition, there are 613 commandments in the Torah, also known as the Law of Moses. But these great principles of the law were broken up into thousands upon thousands of little rules and traditions. As much as anything, the lack of respect Jesus had for these religious traditions enraged the religious elite. Jesus ignored the traditions, which they observed so minutely. He knew they were man-made rules that had not come from God. This outrage is best seen in Jesus' disregard for the rules and traditions surrounding the Sabbath. God had commanded the Sabbath to be a day of rest from labor and a time to worship Him. The scribes and the Pharisees were supposed to know God and help others to know Him and follow His ways. Instead, they added all types of restrictions to the Sabbath, making it an intolerable burden, almost impossible to observe. When Jesus heals a man in the presence of the Pharisees on the Sabbath in Mark chapter 3, it's more than they can endure. Verse 6 says, At once the Pharisees went away and met with the supporters of Herod to plot how to kill Jesus. The betrayal has begun. On this Wednesday of Holy Week, Jesus wants the people and his disciples to know the truth about the religious leaders— So he directs a series of seven woes. The Greek word for woe is oai. The translation of this word is complicated because it includes not only wrath, but sorrow, heartache, and desolation. There is righteous anger here, but it's an anger coming from a heart of love, broken by the stubborn blindness of men. To Jesus, many of the religious elite were acting apart. Their whole idea of religion consisted in outward observances but their hearts were full of bitterness, pride, and arrogance. They did not follow God with a pure heart. They wore a mask of elaborate godliness which concealed their corrupted hearts. The woes listed in Matthew 23 and mentioned in part in the Gospel of Luke 
are all woes of hypocrisy, all meant to unmask the differences between the inner and outer moral condition of the heart. Which brings us to today. What does it mean to have the spirit of a Pharisee in our time? Most of us are not religious leaders. We're not Bible teachers. We don't hold a position of authority over other believers. So are we exempt from having a Pharisaical heart? In the Gospel of John, Jesus says, By this everyone will know you are my disciples if you love one another. To have the spirit of a Pharisee is to be self-righteous, confident in your own goodness, honesty, and fairness, to separate yourself by a feeling of superiority and intolerance of the opinions and behaviors of others. To have the spirit of a Pharisee is to give the impression of loving God, when in reality your heart is far from Him. It is in part to judge people for what they wear, where they go to church, how often they pray, who they associate with, even what version of the Bible they read. Jesus tells us in Matthew 5 that He did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. The law was kept perfectly by Christ and all its penalties were poured out on him. Jesus and Jesus alone is our path to righteousness. C.S. Lewis said, as long as you are proud, you cannot know God. A proud man is always looking down on people and things. And of course, as long as you are looking down, you cannot see something above you. With Jesus as our guide, our true example, we can stop creating and fostering division in the community of believers. We can stop creating enemies out of each other and work together. We can hear the words of Paul in Philippians, Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from His love, any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. The example of Jesus, the words of Paul, this Holy Week. May we lift our eyes to see true righteousness and pour out our lives in the compassion and grace of Christ.